Hi, my name is Cecilia Puna, and welcome to this episode of Brave New Women. All around the world, there are amazing, ordinary women doing extraordinary things. Brave New Women is about giving those women a platform and a voice, and it's about changing the way that women are perceived. And it's a way of inspiring all of us to do the things that we've always wanted to do. This is the first in a mini-series of women in conservation in Latin America. Erin Hicks was one of the first women I interviewed for the podcast. Erin works at the Centre for Protected Area Management at Colorado State University and has a big role in training people who work in conservation in developing countries around the world and in particular in Latin America. When she mentioned that the university was running a special program for women in conservation in Latin America and told me about some of the challenges these women were facing, I knew I had to interview these women. So I'm incredibly excited that this is finally happening. The first woman I am so happy to be welcoming to the podcast is Daniela Caro Doguet. Daniela has a degree in biological sciences from the University of Magallanes and has extensive experience in environmental education and the conservation of marine ecosystems. She completed her thesis on humpback whales at the Francisco Coloane Marine Park. In 2008, she started working at the Wildlife Conservation Society as coordinator of the education program. And in that role, she implemented more than 15 environmental education programs. And since 2015, she has been the director of in Magallanes of the Wildlife Conservation Society in Chile. So, Daniela, welcome to the podcast. Gracias, Cecilia. Gracias, María Cristina, por esta invitación. Um, perhaps we could start, um, Daniela, if you could just tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you grew up, your education, and then um, why you started to work in conservation. Um, okay, well, I was born in Puerto Natales, a small um, town at the very south of Chile. Uh, so I did all high school there. Then after that, I started biology, which opened the world for me to all biological, like all the biology, all, all the biological systems that we have. I was always interested in marine ecosystems and in general conservation. So while she, while uh, I was studying, um, many opportunities opened up for me in this area of conservation. While she was studying, um, she got a lot of opportunities to work with kids and youth in education, but she also had the opportunity to start uh, studying the humpback uh, whales in the marine park that we mentioned before, Francisco Colone. And when did you when did you start working so for the Wildlife Conservation Society? Um, uh, so she started to work in the in her job in her organization right away after graduating university. So she had the opportunity to work in education programs and sharing information about biology and conservation and biodiversity. And what what is your so you're currently the um, 
the director of the wildlife or in in Magallanes of the Wildlife Conservation Society in Chile. And what does that role involve? Um, so Daniela is kind of like the point person for the region of Magallanes or the south of Chile to coordinate the work of the conservation society with the different actors at the government level, at the policy level. So there is a work that is coordinated with different authorities in Chile. And what are the main challenges in your role? Eh, bueno, okay, primero so first is to keep a close connection with uh, the territory where she works, the Parque Caruquinca, that is about 300,000 um, kilometers big. It's a big area. So keeping that connection with that territory is very important. So that territory is the core of uh, our work. So from there, they open up the work for protected marine areas and protected land areas. So the main uh, challenge is to keep all these conservation issues as something that is happening so politicians or the government won't forget about this, won't forget how important this is. So keeping it on the agenda. Yes, keeping it on the agenda. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, uh, sharing all the knowledge about science, about coordination with all the different regions um, where she works. How is the area evolving in terms of conservation? Are there particular things that you're worried about? Are there particular areas that you are worried about that, that really need a focus? Or are there particular campaigns that you're, that you're working on? Uh, in this region, we have the, the big problem that is the invasion of exotic uh, species that is kind of like wiping out uh, the indigenous biodiversity, uh, which in, incites or affects directly with climate change. And as always, to keep the budget or the financing for conservation, especially now with COVID, um, it has gone from whatever it was to much later in the list of priorities. And the appropriate management for the protected areas that we have here in this area and in the whole country. How many, uh, what resources do you have to, um, if you're, you're looking after a big region, how many people do you have? What sort of a budget do you have? So, uh, here in Chile, the society has three main uh, offices or areas where they work. So, first is the area of Santiago in the capital, then the Punta Arenas in Magallanes, that is where she works, and then the Caruca uh, Park, uh, that is another main area where they also have an office. 
Entonces, el so in the whole Chile, they are 33 personas. people. So it's a very Somos few, it's a very small team. Pero, eh, But our work gets magnified, <laughs> like we are 50 people because of our passion and conviction, strong conviction about the work that we do is so important. So uh, our work gets magnified as much as possible. And uh, we're always looking for grants, international grants, um, and that's how we get financing. Yeah. So they also have a small trust fund that was given to them whenever um, they received the part, but it's very small. Uh, they do count with that, but it's very small. What, uh, Daniela, what do you love the most about your job? Uh, so it, there is a constant challenge, uh, so she never gets bored. Then um, she knows that she is giving her time for uh, uh, the well-being of everybody, the possibility to work for everybody's well-being. Mm -hmm. Y además de poder estar so also a bien, mix of office work with field work. So although she's in the office, she also has the opportunity to, marinos, con con ballenas, to work with albatos, uh, marine elephants and other species that are in her area, which is, it sounds magical. Hmm. Have you had any any big successes? Eh, sí, bastante. Yeah, of course. Me siento uh, muy although sometimes you think our work is invisible no because ve, you don't que es, you don't see the results right uh, away. I have been, nacional, um, I have been regional, so lucky and I am so grateful because I have been recognized de, in de my area at the national level at, and at the international level. And what are the most what have been the most difficult times in your job? Yo creo que ahora en pandemia. I would say now during the pandemic uh, because with so much uncertainty the team has to doesn't know about financing, doesn't the team so it, it is uh, it makes things more complex. Uh, to deal with that uncertainty all the time. So I would say that definitely these times have been the most complex times. Um, also at the emotional level has been very important because working remotely, the computer opens up that new world to you know, uh, communicate virtually all the time and you see women and kids um, that is, this has been definitely a challenge for their work so Daniela has worked on supporting emotionally her team but it has definitely been very hard at the emotional level. And what are the main environmental challenges you face? You said that there were uh, species were invading, um, you know, non-Chilean species were, were invading Chile. Um, what, what are the other particular campaigns that you work on? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so financing is always hard and that coordination with the government because the wish to do things is there, maybe it's in the written paper, but the 
support, the financial support to actually do the work is not there all the time. So this is a constant um, challenge to keep this very, like, as a very important priority for the government. Mm -hmm. And then um, at the population level, uh, she sees that there is a lot of uh, pollution. So populations sometimes don't know or um, are not managing plastic, for example, in a way that is environmentally friendly or even hazardous waste in the different uh, areas where she works. Yeah, and she also see that um, disconnection between uh, the average person with nature, because from that point, you take a lot of bad decisions when you're not connected with nature. Yeah. Um, so those bad decisions uh, make people uh, keeping extracting resources and producing um, things. So on one hand, we, need, we understand that people need to uh, produce things, but at the same time, we need to think about future generations and how sustainable this is. So sometimes species that are very unique for this area get affected by these bad decisions or they might disappear because of bad decisions. And what concrete actions does your, does your group take in conservation? Mm -hmm. So they're trying to control the populations of beavers in Chile because this is not um, this is not indigenous to the area, and they are destroying the, the forest. So that is one of the actions that is very concrete. So they also want to work and support. Uh, para que se tomen las mejores decisiones aportando estrategias para la conservación so they are um, holistically taking into consideration management but also sustainability um, so they are trying to really be in the agenda as she said before um, that all these issues that are important are taking into consideration mm -hmm. So at, uh, the, at the waste management level, they are also working with um, the population, especially fishermen, um, to see what they can work together um, on how to manage the waste, because this is very important too in this area. So at the level of people connecting with nature, um, we're doing also a lot of work. So we are taking populations to the national parks, uh, especially to the Caruquinca National Park, uh, for people to connect with nature. Um, and from there, they are developing materials, educational materials, materials for people to take more conscience about biodiversity in their country and learn how important this is. They share strategies on how people can connect with nature and how everybody can take 
care of nature and conservation and all the indigenous species and all of that. And um, Daniela, what has it been like being a a woman in the conservation area? Uh, so it's very entertaining. So as a woman, uh, I feel that I see things in a holistic way. Uh, conservation issues are complex. They are not just one layer of complexity. They have more complexities. So uh, as a woman, I feel that I, I can see all these different layers of complexity. Uh, so since we women always look at the different connections in between these layers, uh, as a woman, I feel that I look for those connections. I, uh, when I understand the connections, I try to find solutions. So I feel that... Um, as women, we're always thinking about all these different hats that we have to wear and all the challenges that come our way. So this is easier. I feel that it's easier for me as a woman to look at all these complexities and challenges and find solutions. Have you ever had any barriers in your career because you've been a woman? Uh, luckily, no. I feel that um, there is a mix of uh, how connected I am with different um, people and resources um, all around, but also my personality. Uh, I am a very stubborn woman, so if somebody says no to me, then I keep saying, no, no, let's do this, let's do this, until I get it done. So a mix of that... Uh, personality with all my connections around in this area, I feel that I get things done. But I'm not going to say that at the academic level or sometimes with work, I have had some moments where I have felt that um, different treatment, but this has not stopped me at all. Fantastic. Mm. <laughs> and Daniela, is there anything that uh, people who are listening could do to help in your role, in terms of donations, support, messages, anything at all? <laughs> all the things that you mentioned will help. So first, we need to remember that um, we are part of the planet. So that connection with nature is very important. So, um, uh, realizing that is very key, but also action needs to be taken now because there is not a planet B. So we cannot wait for children or youth in the future to come and solve the problem we have now. If we don't act now, we can just lose the planet that we have. Mm -hmm. So I say this from my personal experience. When I was seven, people will say, oh, we have to take care of our planet. So all her life she has been taking care of our, of our planet, but she sees that nothing, nothing has changed. So the relationship with donors has been really important for us. They, um, they have had uh, very good donors from the United States, for example, that have helped them to do the work that they do. So everything uh, is welcome for our work. Hmm. And Daniela, is there anything... Is there anything else that, that 
um, you would like to mention, any messages that you have for people who are listening, anything at all that we haven't covered? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so just tell uh, all the women that are, listen, that are listening that we always have to go for what is important for us, uh, especially with uh, girls. So, for example, she was a very young mother, and although she was young, she couldn't just stop doing things. Uh, she has to, after being a mother, she, a mother, she has to um, try to get her goals, but also she keeps in her mind that now she's responsible for two lives. So she's trying to... Um, I pass this message to her daughter. Mm. Uh, just to remember that nothing is impossible, that women can be astronauts or firefighters or we can lead a ship in the, in the sea or be a biologist. There is no, there's nothing impossible for women, but at the same time, uh, we need to... Um, value our space in whatever we choose. Daniela, I, I, uh, I just wanted to reflect back to you that I'm so glad that you are stubborn. And I, I, I think the work that you're doing is so incredibly important. Um, um, and thank you for the message for, for girls and women that um, they can do anything that they want. Gracias. Yeah. Gracias Thank you, Sassy. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Brave New Women. Certain podcast sites such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser let you leave a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more people will listen and the more these women's stories will be shared. So I'd really appreciate it if you could. Thanks for listening.